0: Hey, welcome to the show. This is The Private Zoo, and I'm Steve. And on the show today, we have a special guest, Stan Miles. He's the co-creator, director, and host of Paranormal Porch, a great new uh, ghost hunting show, if you want to call it that. He's also the uh, publisher of a Paranormal Porch magazine and, you know, a uh, sixth-grade world-class Bruce Lee (laughs) bathroom-ass-kicking champion. Yeah, so, Stan, you and I have known each other for, oh, my God...
1: 1987.
0: Yeah. When I pushed you in the toilet.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yes, you did. I did. Um, You were the new guy. I was the new guy. So I had to take the, uh, well, you thought I would have to take the initiation, but then I turned around and went all Bruce Lee on everybody. And
0: you kicked Kevin, some guy named Kevin, you kicked him right in his face.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. Him, Chris, um, uh, Chris S. I won't say his last mm-hmm. name. Um Yeah, we don't like
0: we don't like saying last names on this yeah, show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was a couple other guys in there. But I remember Lenny, man. He was still at the at the urinal and uh he's just like turned watching the whole thing. I think he said he peed on his hand or something. You know, <laughs> <he> was, like, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, those were good times. That was Mrs. Drew. I don't know her first name, so I can't tell you that. Right. This is in central Virginia where your show is based out of, right? Yes. All right, so uh, we're going to get into ghosts. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about ghosts. We're talking about demons. We're talking about uh, maybe psychology. Yeah,
1: it's all kind of tied in.
0: It is all kind of tied in, right? We're going to talk about machines. We're going to talk about God knows what. I don't know what we're going to get into, man. We're just starting this conversation. But I remember remember a long time ago, just since we've known each other so long, and you, you told me this story. And then after you told me the story, I remembered that I told you this story. Does that make any sense? Coming from you. Yeah. (laughs) This is how the private zoo works. man. It's Uh, a
1: zoo.
0: We're donkeys. We read newspapers, but I've seen you dead. Yes, you have. And I'm not the only one that has seen you dead. What is that all about?
1: Well, the theory, and I can honestly, I can only call it a theory that I came up with because I was actually seen by you and someone that you've never met, years apart, looking the exact same way in a place that I wasn't even at. Um, now, the theory was astral projection. and yeah, that's, an,
0: that's an interesting theory because, you know, a lot of people use that. To, yeah, I'm a big alien fan, too. I'm, I, I don't know about this ghost thing, but I'm a big alien fan. People say you can go into these tunnels where the aliens are and and project yourself there, and then you get stuck there, and that's why people disappear.
1: I don't know about the whole alien thing. I've never really looked into it. Well, that's not your thing. Yeah, it's not my thing. I mean, I, you know, I'm that guy that's waiting on the fifth food group. You know, I'm like, bring the aliens because I'm sick of the food that we have and I'm just bored of it. So let's eat some. It's already
0: here, man. It's chicken nuggets.
1: (laughs) I want the fifth food group from the Orion's belt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got
0: to be careful what you say.
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I said nuggets. Um, yeah, you said nugget, but uh, but yeah, I remember I had called you up or you called me up that morning. Um, I think it was in the summer of uh, 80, eighty-eight, actually.
0: Oh, great time for wasn't that Guns and Roses,
1: man? Yeah, you said, dude, where are you at? And I'm like, you just called me at my house, or you know, I'm I'm talking to you on the phone. You know, we didn't have cell phones,
0: and uh, yeah, for all said, the younger listeners,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You said. I just passed you in my hallway. I got up. I went to take a leak and like I literally almost bumped into you, but I just was like, yeah, well, whatever. And, and, you know, because you're half asleep. And you said I was wearing a pair of blue jeans, a white T-shirt,
0: white T-shirt. I was going to say the white T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, which is said, so not
1: you. No, no. Back then it wasn't. No, you, know? you were black, 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 everything. Yeah. Black speedos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about I didn't
0: I never got that far. Yeah, no. um, but we were we were in like metal and stuff, and we were rock and rollers, man. So we always had the black t shirts. That, that's I think that's why it stands out in my mind. Why that was so weird that that white t shirt wasn't right. It didn't fit.
1: Well, um, at the time, you know, I was like, all right, well, you're just waking up, and I'm kind of thinking, well, you know, he's probably still half asleep, you know, because people can be awake and still be in a dream state. It's just their brains haven't completely caught up with being awake yet. Yeah, we haven't had our coffee. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah that's pre coffee. But then years later, it's probably in two thousand and uh, two, two thousand three timeframe. I was seen. You now I was I was on the property, but I know for a fact that I was asleep. Two friends of mine were outside of this house where I was asleep, and they were talking. Well, one of them came back in, woke me up, and said, "What the hell were you doing in that tree?" Really in a tree? Yeah, you know, I was in a tree, and I'm like, "You know what are you talking about? I've been sleeping the entire time." And she said, and why aren't you wearing a white shirt? I said, you've got to be kidding me.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, get out of here. It's Dodge. like the
1: moment you said, the moment she said that, that story popped back in my head. And I said, all right, tell me exactly what I look like. She said, well, I knew it was you. And I, you were wearing blue jeans and a white T-shirt. And you were sitting in a tree watching me and such and such talk. Uh, you want to talk about chills. Wow, that's
0: pretty intense. So, you know, do you, do you, project yourself do you think you can do that
1: you know the
0: or do you think it was maybe just like your your doppelganger ghost
1: you know i don't know i mean it doesn't there's nothing that would i would figure for something like that to happen there would be like a a serious situation you know it's kind of like they talk about the moment of death you leave your body in order to get away from the pain or or whatever it is but there was nothing really that would cause me consciously to do that
0: yeah, I can't think. I mean, I've known you forever, and I can't think of you ever telling me anything that was so traumatic. Right. That, I mean, yeah, we've all had tar- hard times.
1: Yeah. But, but not, it's
0: yeah, not so traumatic that you just leave yourself, yeah?
1: Yeah. And I would like to think that if I could just jump out my body and go for a stroll, I'd like to remember what the hell I was
0: doing. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it, man? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see the future.
1: I, no,
0: no. No, I'll, 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 <laughs> I only, I only want to see one baseball game oh and then yeah back to the future man you know
1: right right. and then
0: bet on it and then i I could be rich and then you know i would actually have better sound equipment yeah yeah i'd keep doing the show
1: we all want more don't we 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 do yeah but yeah that was um that was you know that's in my my personal unexplained files
0: that's pretty interesting though i remember that too i remember that like i really do and it was it's weird yeah but, you you know, at the same time, Ed, 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 in that time frame of our lives, you stayed over, like, a lot. You were always at my house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It seemed like, like, I remember you, like, always being there. Like, having to deal with my mom.
1: <laughs> let's not go there.
0: Yeah, let's not do that.
1: <laughs> like, the jumping out of the car while it was still moving. and Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I got ran, my, my foot got ran over. Yeah, that was Your funny. Foot... <laughs> yeah. You know, moms. We were teenagers, man. What are yeah. you going to do? You know, nobody likes their moms when they're a teenager. But do you think it could have been just like, like you said? I was just waking up, and I just like it was like a memory that was floating around in my brain. Because really, scientists, you know, they know parts of the brains do this, or they think parts of the brains do this, and parts of the brain do that. But how, how they don't know the whole deal.
1: No, they don't. Um, I mean, they say that statistically, we only use ten percent of our brains, and not me. I use <laughs> I use five. I'm five. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I I honestly don't know, Steve. Um, Again, that's, that's something that's kind of in those, the the Stan Miles unexplained files. Yeah. So, I mean, I I hope one day that I kind of figure out what's going on. I mean, as far as your, your question, do I think it was you just kind of remembering that would, like I said, that was like my first thought, but then how do you explain two different people? Same thing. Yeah. Same thing.
0: Yeah. Is that what is that what got you into to, to doing paranormal research, um, or was there something later on that happened?
1: It's it's not just one thing. Back in the uh, mid nineties, I had some experiences. I literally saw someone get picked up about a foot off the ground and thrown into me. Wow! Um, it was a possession situation. There was a priest called in, Gene, but passed. He's dead now, unfortunately. Great man. Um,
0: I knew him, didn't I?
1: Did you I? May, you may have met him once over at my old apartment because um, it, it happened in Garrison Woods.
0: Oh, ah, okay.
1: You know, in Stafford.
0: I remember that apartment now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, we won't
0: go into that. We'll leave that one alone. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, there was a, a possession situation that went on for, I don't know if it was a week or. Three days, or I know it was more than one day. So, a lot of crazy things happened. And uh, my friends and I had known this priest, Gene, and we called him over and said, Look, we don't know if he's possessed or just crazy, but uh, we'd like you to come in, talk to him, kind of get your take on it. Gene had come over one night, and my friends were there. Well, we sat down. We had a perfectly pleasant conversation. Um, I, I'm not going to say you know the names of everybody else but
0: no you don't have to of course not.
1: um so a perfectly pleasant conversation and then gene said you know hey um i know all you guys aren't really religious or anything but you know would you humor me and just, just join hands and say a short prayer you know just kind of protection that kind of stuff you know it's like, yeah you know great idea well as we did it and gene started commencing the prayer uh the individual that i believe had suffered some kind of possession, he started going convulsion uh, to the point to where me and another guy in the room had to get up, move the coffee table because he was bucking and he was bucking hard. So Gene, you know, put his hand on him and started reading the verses that you commonly hear for protection of soul and uh, removal of evil spirits and so forth. As that happened, Joe's girlfriend at the time was standing kind of a diagonal from me at the mo- at the most intense moment of it all. She was literally lifted up 12 inches off the ground roughly and thrown back into me. And I hit the wall. Wow. That was one of the more intense moments that I've witnessed. Now other, other times, I mean, I've always been, I could always feel other presences around me, but I never really understood why I'm what they call empathic.
0: All so right. What would. does that explain that to me?
1: Um, In layman's terms, and some of your listeners may may get this, you walk into a room and somebody's in a bad mood. You don't know who it is. You don't know why they're in a bad mood. But all of a sudden, you start feeling like you're in a bad mood as well. Well, And you really have no reason to.
0: Well, couldn't you just be taking visual cues or? or...
1: Well, no, it can literally, it's, it's something like someone sitting at a table reading a book. And your emotions start changing and you really have no idea why. Like I said, this is layman's terms. Um, that's a common thing for for empaths is that they will pick up the emotions of other people in the room. Um, for years I had such a whirlwind of emotions whenever I'd go to different places and, and you know as well as I do. I used to be one depressed person, a seriously depressed person.
0: I remember um us drinking a lot of beer.
1: <laughs> well, that was uh well, that was yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Um, but now when I go out of my investigations, I can literally sense spirits in the house. I can tell you if it's a man, a woman, old, young, I can feel if they're angry. I can feel if they're, if they're complacent. And this has been verified by other people having the exact same encounters. No one's talking about it until they're, you know, we kind of converse.
0: Is it like a is there like a big ghost hunting community? I mean, like, is there like a like a, this underground thing that we don't know about, or is it just what we see on TV? I mean, what I'm saying is, yeah, we got these are famous shows. I mean, I could list tons of names, but is there like people that are doing this without the recognition of doing it? And yeah. ghost, I don't even know if ghost
1: hunter is the right word. Is that the right word? I don't like ghost hunters. I don't like the term. I like the term paranormal investigator. The definition is more true. Ghost Hunter is just kind of like a slang of that. The term- oh, it's it's catchy, isn't it? It's catchy for TV. Yeah, it's edgy. It's catchy. It's you know, it's now, it's hip. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it got made popular by taps, you know, and the, the show. You know, I
0: gotta say I like taps.
1: Yeah. Um
0: They're not he wasn't a good plumber. <laughs> he had he had a lot of other stuff going on.
1: There's a huge paranormal community out there. Uh, more so on your side of the lake than mine.
0: Well, I mean, look how old we are. You guys are babies over there in America. Yeah. Except, well, yeah, America. I'm I'm putting up parentheses, people. (laughs) I don't Um, know what it was called before 1776.
1: Well, it is very, very huge. You know, there's paranormal conventions that go on all around the world. They have cruise there's a, a friend of mine over in England.
0: Weird country. They got four countries in that country.
1: Yep. She's a, a guest speaker on what's called a spirit cruise, which basically this entire cruise ship is being rented out for a paranormal convention.
0: Oh my god. KISS did the same thing.
1: Yeah. Um
0: so, so you're telling me paranormal things aren't are, are as big as
1: KISS. That can't be. That that is it's bigger than KISS. No.
0: Really? Yeah. that's what i'm getting at there's so many people around doing this
1: yeah yeah I, and they're not all doing it right you know the reason i got into it other than my personal experiences was i got real sick and tired of all these people running out and not respecting the fact that now not all of them i know that there are negative entities but they weren't respecting the fact that these people came before us that these people had a piece of our were important to our history and that they were important to who and what we are today
0: well, I mean, I, could, I, I got the name right in front of me. And I know who you're talking about. Because we, you and I talked about this before.
1: Well, it's not just one group. Yeah, it, but
0: I, there, there's one specifically we talked about. And they are very, very agitating when they yeah. come. there. Like, get out here. You ain't nobody. You you can't talk to me, blah, blah, blah.
1: Well, I, I've seen worse. And something I, I do want to say about that is that that friend of mine I mentioned earlier... You know, she's friends with all those guys just through conversations with her when they got into this. That's not they didn't go into it to be a bunch of badasses. They got into it because they honestly wanted answers and wanted to show the respect. But one of the problems with television.
0: Yeah, I was about to say it's a yeah, television. Yeah.
1: One of the problems with the tele, with television and, and, you know, production and things like that is that there's an entertainment value. I have respect for. A lot of groups. There's some groups that are just, wow.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on TV lately, man. They got these uh, like yeah. redneck shows, and they got these psychic thing. I mean, it's so from left to right. Mm-hmm. You know? Where's the middle? Is that
1: where Paranormal Porch is? My target audience, it's not the sci-fi channel. It's more the history channel. It's more the learning channel. It's because I do half historical documentary, and then half paranormal investigation. So, if you want to learn something, if you want to learn the history and the science, then you would tune into my show.
0: Well, because, you're certain. Sure, I was about to say you're certainly in the great, the greatest place in the world for it in central Virginia,
1: right? Yeah. Well, for the Civil War history, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, America was founded there, so there's got to be tons of stuff you're looking at. So you get, you get the you have the ghost side and you have the history side and you do half and half. I mean, how's that work? How do you do that?
1: Not easily. (laughs) Um, I have some really great researchers. My historian is the manager of the Mary Washington House here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. She is a a published author. Uh, She wrote a book about Abraham Lincoln and Mary Lincoln about, and I forget the name off the top of my head, Michelle, I'm sorry. Everybody in history knows that when Abe and Mary's child died. Mary got very much into seances and spiritualism.
0: Yeah, I've heard that story. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, what history also tells you is that Abraham Lincoln was kind of dragged kicking and screaming into it, if you will. But he, he went along with it because it's his wife and his child. And, and he loved, loved his wife, you know. But that's actually not the case.
0: No, he was crazy. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> that's right there. Yeah. Well, there's a, there was a story that Michelle found. Um, Michelle Hamilton is her name. So go buy her book. But she dug up a story where during a seance, Abraham Lincoln actually witnessed a piano move, and he wanted to test and see if it was just you know a bunch of bollocks. He laid on the piano and the piano levitated.
0: Really? I've never
1: heard that story. Yes. Google Michelle Hamilton, and you'll you'll find the name of her book. But yeah, that that was one of the stories that she uncovered. You know what? You
0: know you you tell a piano story. What's crazy is I used to work at. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this. It's a. It was a little house. It's many people don't know about it. Uh, it's called Monticello.
1: Oh yeah, it's just a tiny little shack. You <laughs> used to work at Monticello. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. A uh, couple days. I I I was in charge of security there, and. uh I had to work all three shifts. Well, I had a boss, yeah, but I had to, I had to work all three shifts. And, uh, you know, you ever been to Monticello, right? There's a house?
1: You know, believe it or not, I have not been there yet.
0: How, why? It's great now. They're I've doing. Passed
1: it, I, I've passed it five million times, but I've never actually had the opportunity to stop.
0: They're doing great things there now. They, they have a new president. Uh, nothing against the old one, but the, the new president is just bringing new life into it, like anybody else would dan he was a great guy though took care of that place forever he's the one that hired me yeah so anyway i was down by the graveyard and i was working third shift with this guy and i look at the grave and i heard boom to the right of me you'll see it there's like a little turnaround the grave there and it was a big tree branch because i went and looked at it two days later that thing must have been 12 inches around man now that thing broke off the tree i don't know and every time I was in that house, man, I would be so uncomfortable. At night, at two o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the morning, it didn't matter what time it is. So uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. I mean that's that's kind of part of it. Um
0: I mean you were talking about now, Lincoln and I had to talk about Jefferson.
1: Take that take that feeling of you being uncomfortable. Multiply it by ten. And then imagine feeling that everywhere you go. That's
0: insane. So like you walk into uh, I don't know you know what stores you guys got. What do you got? Food lions and
1: Yeah, food lines, and and, uh, uh, what's the
0: big one? Walmart's over there, right? So you walk into Walmart, and you're just like, "What the?" Just happen. I
1: I literally cannot be in large crowds without a lot of pre-meditation, like just seriously blocking myself off.
0: I'm like that too, but that's because I got PTSD.
1: I don't. I've never had anxiety disorders. I have no reason to have anxiety disorders.
0: No, I bring that up because I mean it's a mental issue with me. I know that a hundred percent, man. I don't like big crowds. I don't like fireworks. I don't like us. That was due to the war, though. And everybody right. else that's on, in in on my normal show, Eric and Kevin, they they were both in the war with me, and I don't think they like it that much either. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it something? And uh, here's another crazy. And I bring that up to ask you another crazy question, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm jumping all around here, but I only got you for a short time, so. That's right. There is another great show about children that have ghosts inside them. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's children reliving their past lives.
1: That sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't watch a lot of the shows.
0: I I don't get to either because I don't get much American TV. But the question is, are are you reincarnated? Do you think maybe there was something in your past that led you to your future?
1: I can tell you through what I've read and my own theories and my own experiences. And this is where you know all your listeners are gonna be like, okay, yeah, he's a nut.
0: You're not uh, a nut. I've known you my whole life. Anybody that that listens to my show knows I'm crazy. <laughs> but, but they don't know you. You're not helping Steve. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah. I mean you're a smart uh, guy. I have uh and maybe you've experienced this too, you know, you've been around the block a couple times. You ever go Two thousand miles away, and you meet somebody very randomly, and everything about that person is exactly like somebody you knew back home. Oh Except yeah, they look, they don't look like the person, but every single thing, all the way down to their voice.
0: I think I said it before: like, a doppelganger, for example. Right, right.
1: Um, I have a belief that all life is connected, and now I don't know the science behind it. I don't know the 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 $10 million college words for it, but I have a belief that all of our souls from animal to human are connected and that once our bodies die, we return to it. That energy flow that's all connected to the earth. I think we return to it. And I think that whatever the process is, where our soul gets from that soul pool, if you will, that stream, and it's taken like a piece of it and it's put into a body, then that's when we're separated. But we're still a piece of somebody else. We're still a piece of another person. We're still a piece of... It's so hard for me to try to explain, but it's like I've witnessed it in meeting other doppelgangers and, and just being paying very close attention to...
0: I, I, I think I, I get you. kind of it's, it's, it, it sounds bad to say, but like deja vu all over again? Right. Kind of. So we kind of recycle ourselves. Pretty much. Is what Good you're month. saying. So, yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of people that have this belief that uh, you die, you go somewhere. Right. There's people that believe you get to choose, mm-hmm. like what's going to happen to you. Like your soul is somewhere. Let's just call it. Let's just call it up for right now. <laughs> so your soul goes up. Yeah, and you talk to somebody. I mean, if you believe in God, these, these are what the people are saying. You go to heaven, you you meet God, and you tell God, look, uh, I didn't learn enough yet. i got to go back down, and I want this and this and this to happen to me. There are people that believe that. I've never heard, though, of the going almost into the same capsule, the same skin. Vessel. The same vessel, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's an interesting point, though. Why, why else would they give... Uh, would you see doppelgangers, yeah?
1: I can tell you that my own personal experience, I don't have specific memories of these times, but every time period between now and all the way back to at least the French Renaissance, there are things that I will see, a smell I'll smell, a song that I'll hear, a particular fashion of clothing that I'll see. I will literally start feeling homesick. Really? Like I will know it. Why I know it? I don't remember why I know it. But it feels comfortable. It feels like that was something I had once upon a time. That was something that I was familiar with once upon a time. And I, and I don't have a solid recollection of why.
0: I had something kind of like that happen to me in uh, in North Carolina when I was a kid. We drove by a house, and I was like, "I've been in that house." And my mom, I was really young. I remember this distinctly though. Uh, there was only I only have a few very vivid memories of my youth but when i had a deer i had a pet deer in my house that was way before i met you a pet deer yeah you want a pet deer they're crazy man they just kick everything (laughs) but uh i saw this house and i was like i've been there as a mom that's where you used to live right and she goes no i never lived there I was like no i've been there i remember that too so i don't know why though
1: you just have a sense of familiarity with it
0: I, but yeah. I don't necessarily believe in everything you're saying either. Does that make any sense? Like, I, I, I value your opinion, but, I mean, a lot of people want to say this, not true.
1: That's okay. But,
0: but we're so, there's so many things out there now that we're seeing on TV. What is true?
1: Well, it was brought, you know, what was it, 10, 12 years ago when TAPS hit the highlight, you know, hit the spotlight.
0: Well, they were one of the first
1: big ones, right? They were one of the first ones to be televised.
0: That's what I mean, like one of the television.
1: And then it wasn't until television and social media that when people started really paying attention to it on a much broader scale, and then it becomes a little more acceptable than it was back in the 90s um, or back in the 80s. It was so much of a taboo subject. But now, like last Christmas, I went to a Christmas party and I'm in this house with a bunch of local politicians and, and things like that. Once upon a time, had I said anything about be- me being an investigator in a in a audience like that, I'd have been politely asked to leave.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: But whereas one particular politician was looking at me like I had three heads, another one was having a completely open and honest conversation about what they thought about life after death and da-da-da-da-da. It, it wasn't. Well, and these are conservatives and Republicans and you know
0: well I mean it, you don't have to say Republican as a bad thing I just <laughs>
1: <laughs> meaning that the uh, <laughs> the mindset that that typical mindset you know that's not something that they really want to talk about because it gets you know controversial.
0: well, it's outside the, the realm of God
1: right exactly yeah and
0: that's a big deal I mean we can't you said you don't want to talk about God, but that's a big deal, man this God issue it's not really an issue. I mean, Catholicism is a huge religion, and you don't, you don't linger. You don't linger somewhere, I don't know what you want to call it, but you go to heaven, you go to hell, that's it. And a ghost kind of lingers somewhere in the middle, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different theories in that aspect. There's theories that spirits are connected to objects, connected to people, connected to property, depending on what happened to them, uh, depending on what that object meant to them. You can also go into witchcraft and voodoo and, and all the other things that can bind a spirit to an object. You can go into, there's a theory of portals, uh, where a spirit can move freely in and out of this realm.
0: Yeah, why is that mostly wells in a basement?
1: Because, one again, I use this word theory a lot because you know I'm not the foremost expert, but one of the theories is that running water, Oh, it's water energy. It's energy. Is a conductor for spiritual activity.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can generate a lot of electricity with water flow.
1: Yes. Being that they are primarily, you know, they, they are energy, then anything that conducts energy is the logical answer to where you get your highest spiritual activity.
0: I think it's also, it's very interesting when we talked about before, we talked about, TV, and now we're talking about wells, and there's a big hole in the ground leading where, straight south, live long Slayer,
1: <laughs> south of heaven,
0: south of heaven, yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's isn't it more visual? What do you, you mean? You have a hole in the ground coming from the inner earth.
1: The only reason that, in my opinion, we have that pic, that that depiction, you know, that pictorial in our head, is big pict- word. Big word. Because that's the way it was described to us from X amount of years ago.
0: Oh, from the
1: Bible. Whoever. They said that they said hell was in the ground.
0: Yeah. It's 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 something that's ingrained in us, isn't it? I mean we have Baptists, we have um what else we have Protestants, we have Catholics, we have all these different religions.
1: You've got two thousand years of belief in particular things, and it has spread across the world, you know, but yet you've also got unsung belief that, you know, about aliens and about, um, aliens are real. And, you know, I really despise this, this differential between Christians and Catholics and pagans and, you know, Oh my God, if you, if you consider yourself a pagan, Oh, you're evil. You know, why don't you look up the definition of it? Yeah. And all paganism is, it's an earth, it's a belief in the earth. It's a belief that the earth has an energy. You know, It's just a stigmatism. I have no ill will towards any religious sect. I mean, it's they were taught to believe something.
0: I don't right? either. And the, the, the only reason I'm pushing you on this issue is because there's so many people that have this belief that you do want the, uh, the Muslims. They die and they go to heaven. There's the virgins. The Christians, they die to go to heaven go to hell. You know, I mean, there's so many things, mm-hmm. and, but we're talking about ghosts. Why are we stuck in the middle? Ghost, not we. I, I hope I'm not a ghost. Yeah, because I don't want to be stuck in the middle.
1: I mean, I, I think about that all, uh, a lot, really. You know, when I finally do pass, you know, am I going to love my kids so much that I'm going to want to watch over them for as long as they live and then my grandchildren and, and my great-grandchildren? You, do, you or, think that's,
0: do you think that's even possible? Is that allowed?
1: I know, you know it's positive. for whatever
0: reason. I mean, is that even your choice, or is it just what we are?
1: I do truly believe you have a choice. I don't know about the white light. I don't know about the crossing the river sticks or, or whatever you want to say. But I honestly believe that your emotion has a lot to do with where you're bound and or if you if you are bound. Mainly because there's so many stories around the world about grandmothers watching over, you know, their grandchildren and and their children. There's a story about, there's a a Fall Hill Manor, which is down here in Fredericksburg.
0: Oh, yeah, I've been there, yeah.
1: There's a beautiful story about an old Indian servant who watched the children, and she's still seen today in that house. And it's like she's, she's still taking care of the house. She's still taking care of the families that go in and out of there. That was her life. That's what she loved. So emotion has a lot to do with it. And if you, you know, what's what's taught in shamanic books is that, in in layman's terms, you don't get to ascend to the next level until you've learned everything you're supposed to learn during this time period. You have a spirit guide, basically, um, just to put an image to it. Okay, you die, but you didn't learn what you were supposed to learn. So you have a conversation with your buddy, all right, and say, okay, look, I've got to go back. All right, but I'm not going to remember talking talking to you about this. So I need you to watch over me while I'm back in my in a shell, back in this vessel, and kind of give me subtle hints, guide me in the right way so that I can learn what I need to do so I can move on to the next level. So it's like a battle buddy, basically. Yeah,
0: that's pretty interesting. Yeah, how many? Uh, I mean, a lot of people think this way.
1: It's it's kind of a it's a shamanic belief. You know, I'm not using all the all the light and fluffy words. Yeah,
0: sure hustle, come. But you know. You're talking to me. I don't understand. I need pictures.
1: But if you look into shamanism, and you look into spiritual guides, you'll find what I just said.
0: See, I made you talk about religion.
1: Yeah, you suck. Yeah, I know. But I, I, you know, I think that's a much more positive way of looking at it, because there's no definitive end. You actually get to, to learn more, and gain more knowledge, and move up, or ascend, and it was kind of touched on in... Um, remember Stargate SG-1? Yeah, yeah. MacGyver and... and yeah, all.
0: MacGyver. Yeah, he's still around. He got fat.
1: I, I he got fat.
0: That. I saw the picture it of he, he got He got Axl Rose fat.
1: It happened. Yeah. But Daniel, the nerd, he, they did a subplot of him and ascending in that he had to learn a certain amount and that once he learned that, he ascended to the next level and there was a whole entire subplot. That story originates from shamanic belief.
0: Aha, uh-huh. so someone took an idea from some- Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's mainly what TV is. I mean, they take it yeah. from real life and they just add some movie magic to it.
0: A lot of a lot of times there are no new ideas. But when I, what I'm hearing from you, I've never seen anything like what your show is going to do. Investigating ghosts with a historical background. There is another show that looks at what happened at that particular place. But mm-hmm. I think there's much more, especially when we're talking about Central Virginia. You, there's no way to describe who was there and what happened all the time. You, I mean, this Civil War and stuff and what you're doing in these houses, man, it's just incredible. There's so much history so- there. And I think it's much more than what this, uh, you know, this other thing I'm talking about. I think it's so interesting. When When, when are we going to get to see it?
1: We got our pilot episode shot now it's getting it's in the post-production phase we're hoping to release it on some kind of format next year we'd like to be picked up by a production company you know obviously because that way we can do more
0: yeah of course yeah
1: for right now i've got a crew of 10 people that are doing it for the passion they're doing it because they believe in what we're doing no money no money
0: how are you guys at i mean you guys are using all sorts of stuff yes i mean yeah. what what what, it, what are we talking about you guys are measuring and manip- not manipulating that's the wrong word i'm sorry to say that taking pictures and you're measuring and you're what i mean what's going on there how do you guys do this
1: the, there's a debate in the paranormal community you know they say all right well an emf detector which is electromagnetic field detector um, is you know some people will say well that's how you can detect a ghost is if your emf detector starts you know, having a reading as well, no, that's actually incorrect. It is possible that it can register a spirit, but it's also more likely it's telling you that you have an uninsulated wire in your house.
0: That's what I was getting ready to say, too. And even <laughs> even if your coffee pot's not on, but the red light is on, you're still emitting an EMF. Right. I, I think the EMF thing is
1: kind of played out, maybe. Well, there's a there's a plethora. There's another... word for you. That is a big word. Spell it. No. (laughs) (laughs) There's a plethora of equipment out there. It's all better used to debunk things than it is to prove things. Your best piece of equipment is yourself, is your intuition, is your own senses. Your second best piece of equipment, once that crosses over into technology, is a handheld voice recorder. We just use Olympus handheld voice recorders, like somebody would put in the middle of a conference. You know, yeah. Is it a top-of-the-line recorder? No, it's not. But you got to think that 30 years ago, they were using tapes. It wasn't all digital.
0: I was actually on a site today about good practices for ghost hunters. Yeah, I know you don't like that word, but for ghost hunters, always make sure you have a new tape and new batteries.
1: Right. Batteries, definitely.
0: But new tape and new batteries in your cassette. I mean, we're we're past it, the digital age, right? Yeah. Do you think we get clearer? Uh, Well, we haven't talked about EVPs. True. What the hell's an EVP?
1: Electronic voice phenomena. Uh, Basically, the theory is that when spirits speak, they don't, nine times out of ten, they don't sound like you and I do. They literally manipulate the electronic signal and when they come across, they'll almost sound robotic.
0: Yeah, that happens. I've heard. I listened to about uh, in in preparation for this interview, uh, about forty of them today. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened? Mm. I'm not kidding you. I sent it to you. You just got to listen to it. One said, "Thank you, Steve."
1: Oh yeah, I you sent it on the messenger. I saw the caption. I didn't get to listen to the... it.
0: Yeah. Huh?
1: <laughs> You're famous, man. Even with the dead. <laughs> Uh-oh. They don't
0: they don't like me. This is like uh, you're you're probably going to die tomorrow. So thank you for that.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I have heard EVP's where it sounded like somebody was sitting there right in front of you, know, right in front of you saying something uh during the reveal of the pilot episode. We don't we get sh- too much away. Well, I'm not. I'm not. But there's a really good really good good EVP that literally startled the client because it was accidentally caught in his own house.
0: Well, you know, uh, being the guy that I am, I'm going to have to ask you this: there, there, there have been people that have been caught whispering into recorders.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, of course, it happens. People are jerks, man. <laughs> uh, so,
0: but you guys aren't. I mean, you guys, you guys have made no money, is what I'm saying right now.
1: No. So it's all. not okay. about.
0: Uh, but you sure do. You, you also want to go somewhere with this?
1: I want to change the genre. I want to change the direction it's going in. I'm tired of the disrespect of the people that came before us. I will not go and investigate a cemetery because that's where you I don't, sleep. I don't want someone rolling up in my bedroom, shoving a recorder in my face, saying, "Hey, what's up? One thought?" Yeah, that's kind of there. There are
0: a lot of shows out there right now that are just. I mean, you know. there's shows out there. We're still talking about this uh, developing of uh, uh, about equipment and stuff. There's people that have made electronic cages and with lightning bolts going in all sorts of nonsense, man.
1: Man, they're trying to they're trying to capture spirits with vacuum cleaners. I mean, and, it, and I, that's you know,
0: exactly what I was gonna say. You stole my line.
1: <laughs> it was like
0: Ghostbusters, and it's just I haven't seen the new film. I don't think it's even out yet. But it's, yeah. uh, whatever her me. McCartney, that's pretty cool. You got to give it to her; she's funny. You know what does interest me is the ghost box.
1: The ghost box is very cool. It's very annoying.
0: It's, it's extremely loud, loud, isn't
1: it? Very loud.
0: But uh, how, this thing, this thing, what, what's it do? Is it's is it on AM, FM, or or does it change between? Well, they,
1: they have basically what it is. It's a multi-channel radio. Now there are some that only has like one radio, but there are some. The one we use has two, and. It will go through like sixteen channels back up to like a scanner
0: in like a second or something, isn't it
1: there's multiple speeds on them,
0: yeah, but I mean it's
1: super uh, fast
0: there's no way you can you can build a sentence and how how fast it changes stations
1: if you think about Bumblebee in the recent transformer movie, all right never saw it okay, watch it <laughs> all right <laughs> um the way that he's talking is that he's going through all these stations and choosing the words out of each station in order to form the sentence that's pretty. and that's that's basically the premise is that in this white noise as it's ciphering through all these channels it's using that radio frequency to come through and because you're, you're going through a lot of different frequencies
0: i think it changes like every quarter of a second or something it's ridiculous
1: yeah like i said there's multiple speeds you can go real slow or you can just you know
0: yeah, you can actually set it to where there's no way to form a word if it doesn't flip through four different stations or five different uh, five different stations, right. something like that. I don't, I don't know the exact thing. but
1: And you can use FM, but the problem with FM is that you're that much more likely to pick up a regular radio station, multiple. And then you've got the question of, well, is that coincidence? Because maybe it just said two yeah. words, and it's like, hi, dude. And it's like, okay, well, you know, it's coincidence. But on AM, it's a lot less likely.
0: Well on AM you might get a ghost saying coming up on number
1: twelve.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Orioles game or something. Now I'm not making fun of it, but it, it can be not manipulated, but it can be interpreted.
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, there's always that chance that it's a coincidence or or whatever. Go touching back on what you said a little bit earlier, I did an interview for a local Fredericksburg paper. Um, few months a couple months ago the only thing that i can say to that is that i give you my word my team gives you their word that everything that we present is to the utmost honest and that's really that any that, that's really all any investigator can do so you know we can show you the evidence it's like something that i do with my team is that i have two i have a solid skeptic team and i have a psychic sensitive team and at different points in time my psychic sensitive team has proven at least to where I'm comfortable, that they pick up things that the regular folks just don't pick up on, if you will. My skeptic team is more of a scientific. You know, They will go in and say, okay, well, you've got a picture moving. Well, that's because there's a vent right below it and the AC kicks on and moves your picture. We go through and eliminate all of that. So anything that the other team picks up on, my skeptic team is going to come back and say, okay, well, we saw that too, but we proved it was something else. So then what's left, which goes back to, uh, I believe it's an old Sherlock Holmes saying, is that...
0: Let's snort some cocaine.
1: (laughs) He was an opium guy.
0: Oh, same Uh, difference.
1: If you eliminate all of the possible, then what is left is the probable.
0: Aha, okay, yeah.
1: That is how I approach it, because I want to eliminate all the possibles. And then I get to the improbable, and then I say to the client, this is what we found. You make your own decision.
0: I'm telling you, this is extremely interesting. It's blowing my mind. I, I, don't, I don't think I've heard of a show like yours. Basically, with one team to say, no, you're, you're stupid. One team to say, yeah, you're right. And with a history background. It's, it's, a, it's, it's amazing. Pretty, it's pretty complex. <laughs> but it's amazing what you've built here, man. I want to see this
1: thing. But But
0: you got the pilot out, so you got. What do you got? You got. You got. I've
1: got all the. I've got all the footage for the pilot recorded. The next step is storyboarding, and then after you storyboard it, you go to the editor. Part one.
0: See, now you're talking stupid. I do audio.
1: Right. See, you do audio. Yeah. It's a little easier. Yeah, it is. (laughs) But you know, and and that's just that's just part of being a director is is that you've got to. uh, you shoot out a sequence and then you've got to put it back into the timeline. And then sometimes once you see the over, you know, your overall timeline, you're like, you know what, this would be better here. So let's move that here. And then there's a lot of work. It really is. I
0: I get that too. It takes me uh, a lot of people. I don't know if they know this. I, I do a show, I record on Sunday and I'm not done with the editing until the next Sunday. And it's really, yeah, it's not perfect. I do it all myself.
1: And, it, and you do a great job, and I'm not just kissing your butt either, I'm telling you. I've listened to your show quite a few times, and you know, your skills as an audio editor, it blew my mind, because I never knew you had it in you.
0: I didn't either. Well, <laughs> listen, uh, dude, I, I seriously would love to sit here and talk to you for another three hours. How about we sit down, we pick out some stuff, man, we pick out some cases, We could talk about Amityville. We could talk about, uh, God, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? We could talk about a specific case or whatever, if you're interested or not. And we do another show. I'm just saying. We just sit down. We talk about something else. Right. Or we could just do my show. Let's do your show. Well, let's (laughs) let's sit down. Let's bring Stan Miles, the co-founder, the the director, the actor. Do you know who the founder
1: is? Do you you know who my my co-founder actually is? And you know him.
0: I, I well, I don't know their name. Chris Robinson. I know that name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he uh, he actually was. He, he's not not involved anymore because uh, he, he lives so far away. But he was the one that called me up one day out of the blue and said, "Hey, I got an idea." And it was actually a lot. It was different than what I've done with it. But his original found founding foundation of it had the the history. And it was something I'd already been thinking about, and it just kind of coincidence. But uh, yeah, no, I give a lot of props to Chris, you know, for for originally kind of pushing me in the direction to get this rolling. And he's
0: cool with everything you're doing.
1: I I guess he hasn't cussed me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so.
0: And showing up at your house, yeah. Uh, let us talk about uh, how how if, if people want to find out where they can see you, where they can reach you, where they can read about you, where they can, they, they can do all this stuff. Give me a bunch of dot-com stuff.
1: Okay. Well, first, if you want to read uh, the story that was written on us, look for the July issue of the Front Porch magazine. Uh, You can just Google Fredericksburg Front Porch magazine and look at the July issue because it's all archived. You can go to paranormalporch.com. You can find it on Facebook. Just look up Facebook forward slash Paranormal Porch. We are doing the Paranormal Porch, the magazine. That's hopefully going to get released in October, but that is going to be something really cool because what we're going to do with it real quick is the first episode is going to introduce the team, kind of tell everybody a little bit about us. We're offering to the entire worldwide paranormal community, if you have stories, send them to us. My editor will narrow them down to set – we want them about 700 words or less. And we'll have different sections. We'll have everything from evidence review. If you have a certain way that that you review your evidence and you think you want the world to know about it, write us. Tell us about it. We'll put it in the magazine. If you're a creative paranormal writer, write us. We'll have a section for that. If you have stories from your childhood or whatever, just you know, personal experiences, write it down. Tell us about it. We'll put it in there. If you have tech review, if you happen to think that the, uh, the spirit box – is the greatest thing since sliced bread, and you know you've researched it and you want to tell the world about it. We'll have a section for that too. So if you if you do um, paranormal artwork, we're going to feature an artwork section. We got a lot of cool things coming down the pike. Just go to uh, paranormalports.com, you'll see information on it. You can submit it. We're also selling ads for that. So if you have a team that you want to get your information out there, the contact info again is on our webpage. You can go there and get information on how to buy ads. So and it will be cycled online worldwide. Wow.
0: Wow. You got a lot going on. I'm just on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got this I got this iTunes thing going on and the, yeah, and if you don't like iTunes, man, you can go with dot com. Search private zoo. I got a Facebook thing going on too.
1: Yeah.
0: I usually just post pictures of criminals.
1: I noticed that.
0: Yeah, I like criminals, man. You see you the guy with stuff. the one eye?
1: Craziness. Yeah. got a criminal fetish
0: oh you see the lady oh go look at the lady i posted she's a criminal (laughs) yeah you got to look at her sometimes i'm cryptic man right yeah you don't know who she is but she's in criminal so So, stan we're gonna do this again right absolutely so paranormal porch man check it out paranormalporch.com. if i got that right check it out it's gonna it's i'm i want to see it that's all I'm saying. I want to see it, man. I'm not even going to do other headlines because I think I think this is great. Thanks, Uh-oh. Stan, for being on the show. And thank me. Thank you. No, listen to what I'm saying. Thank me. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I said. Thank me. <laughs> Take it away, Dave. All music on today's show was written and recorded by Tom Slam. For contact information and show dates, go to TomSlam.de. That's T-O-M-S-L-A-M.D-E. See you next week.